Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Coming up on Stu Does America. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. Is there anything that happened in the news today? Stu Does America. Ah, yes. I hope you have your tree up. It's Cuomo Report release day. I have Andrew Cuomo's book right here. Mm -hmm. Here it is. American Crisis, Leadership, Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic by Andrew Cuomo. A wonderful, wonderful book that we're going to have to unfortunately replace in our library today with a new book. Report of Investigation into Allegations of Sexual Harassment by Governor Andrew Cuomo. I've been through this entire freaking thing today. It's, I don't know, a couple hundred pages. It's dense. It's got a lot of accusations in there. A lot of stuff you need to know. Many things that are brand new that we did not know before today. We're going to get into all of this here in just a second. I want to kind of take you through the events of the day. There are many. Let's start with Letitia James. Now, if you remember the backstory here, if you've been following along with this program for a very long time, you know kind of what the stakes were of this report. There was, of course, the Andrew Cuomo uh, era when he was being praised by every mainstream media uh, source as a god. And then he was outed as overestimating the deaths, or excuse me, underestimating the deaths in nursing homes by about 50%. And that took some of the steam out of the whole Andrew Cuomo uh, train. He was also outed as making about $5 million for that terrible book I just threw across the room. And then the sexual harassment allegations started coming out, and they multiplied, and they stayed on top of each other. And there was this sort of build in momentum, and people, lesser, people who thought less of themselves might have resigned then. Or before that, even when it was just just the thousands of people he's responsible for uh, their untimely demise. Someone may someone who didn't think so much of themselves may have stepped down then may have stepped down in the initial fervor of this report uh, of sexual harassment. And then multiple, multiple, multiple people coming out and saying the same types of things. But he held out because he really likes himself. He really likes his power. There's nothing on earth he cares more about than his own power. So he held on and he gave an out to national Democrats to say, you don't have to say I have to resign yet because there's a whole new report coming out. Letitia James, a Democrat, is going to come out with a report. So we were in waiting mode because until that report came out, everybody could just step back and say, well, we need to see what the results of this report are. What is the investigation going to show? Well, the investigation came out today. Here's Letitia James announcing it. 
Over the course of the five-month investigation, the investigators spoke to 179 individuals, including complainants, mm -hmm. current and former members of the executive chamber, state troopers, additional state employees, and others who interacted regularly with the governor. In addition, they reviewed more than 74,000 pieces of evidence, including documents, emails, texts, audio files, and pictures. These interviews and pieces of evidence reveal a deeply disturbing, mm -hmm. yet clear picture. Uh -huh. Governor Cuomo sexually harassed current and former state employees in violation of both federal and state laws. Yes, he did. The independence investigation found that Governor Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women, mm -hmm. many of whom were young women, by engaging in unwanted groping, mm. kisses, yeah. hugging, Yuck. and by making inappropriate comments. Mm -hmm. Further, the governor and his senior team took actions to retaliate against at least one former employee for coming forward Stunning. with her story, mm -hmm. her truth. And Governor Cuomo's administration fostered a toxic workplace yes, he did. that enabled harassment and created a hostile work environment where staffers did not feel comfortable coming forward with complaints about sexual harassment due to a climate of fear and given the power dynamics. Mm -hmm. The investigators found that Governor Cuomo's actions and those of the exec executive chamber violated multiple state and federal laws, as well as the executive chamber's own written policies. It's important that you know that you were not just hearing from a Republican or some conservative journalist or some evil right-wing talk show host. You were hearing from a Democratic attorney general in the state of New York not exactly a moderate. It's important that people understand this is a situation where you have a Democratic investigator doing an investigation approved by the Democratic Assembly and by the Democratic governor himself. And maybe more important than all of that, we're talking about accusations made by Democratic accusers. The people he was groping, the people he was harassing, those people are also Democrats. You want to talk about the most nonpartisan story you can possibly imagine? It's this one. The absolute disdain for the character and actions of Andrew Cuomo is completely bipartisan. Here is June Kim talking about what Cuomo was actually doing. As set forth in the report, we find that the governor, on numerous occasions, mm -hmm. engaged in conduct that constitutes unlawful sex-based harassment. Unlawful. Specifically, we find that the governor sexually harassed a number of current and former New York State employees. He did so by, among other things, engaging in unwelcome and non-consensual touching. It's a problem. And also 
repeatedly making comments of a sexualized or gender-based nature. Our investigation revealed that these were not isolated incidents. They were part of a pattern. The governor's pattern of sexually harassing behavior was not limited to members of his own staff, but extended to other state employees, including a state trooper who served on his protective detail. Unreal, we'll get into that. There are 11 complainants whose allegations are set forth in great detail in the report. Nine of them are or were employed by the state of New York or a state-affiliated entity. So why is Andrew Cuomo using the New York State uh, employees, the police department, his own administration, his underlings, anyone really who comes around him, why is he using them as if they're his personal servants? Because that's how he views them. These people are his. He owns them. He's Andrew Cuomo. He gets to do whatever he wants to any little person who happens to be out there trying to do their job. Their job, in his eye, is, of course, to serve him. That is what they are there for. There is no other reason. They are there to serve Andrew Cuomo. And we saw that reflected in the report over and over again. And Clark was also there outlining Cuomo and how he was breaking the law. Both federal and state law prohibit gender-based harassment in the workplace. In fact, the governor himself in August of 2019 uh, passed a law that changed, eliminated in New York State the requirement that harassing conduct needed to be severe or pervasive. In New York, a woman need only show that she was treated less well, at least in part, because of her gender. Mm. The governor's conduct, detailed in the report, clearly meets and far exceeds this standard. It does. We also find that the executive chamber failed to follow its own harassment policies and procedures, ones that on paper are consistent with New York legal requirements. This is a pretty important point here. Uh, Cuomo himself changed the law. Now, he would have broken the law under the old standard as well. However, his new version of the law basically passed in the sort of uh, Me Too era where he was trying to act as if he was pro-woman, which uh, he's not, by the way. He's not only groped a lot of them, but he's sent a bunch of them to their untimely demise. But he changed the law to make it even more clear that he himself has crossed this line over and over and over and over again. Now, of course, as you would, of course, horse know if you watch this program and have been watching it for a while andrew cuomo thinks way too much of andrew cuomo to just actually admit that he did something wrong that's not what he does he loves himself and loves his power and will protect it i think until the end and we'll get into this a little bit later on what is he going to do but he of course came out and is trying to fight back he released a lengthy, rambling, nonsensical statement. We'll go over some of that here. Um, and once again, he's in full denial mode. First, I want you to know directly from me 
that I never touched anyone inappropriately yes, or did. made inappropriate sexual advances. Mm. I am 63 years old. I've lived my entire adult life in public view. That is just not who I am. And that's not who I have ever been. Hmm. Well, that's the, exactly flying in the face of the gigantic report that they got released today by Democrats who said that is who you are. That is who you have been over and over and over again. They've got 11 of them. But to be clear, several of the people said that they were very nervous about coming out at all because they feared retribution from him. Because, again, this is all about him, his power, his ability to get revenge. He went on in one of the single most embarrassing, pathetic displays that has ever been viewed by human beings in any context as he tried to justify some of the accusations against him. And he tried to do this in photo montage form. I kid you not. Here is part of Andrew Cuomo's defense. The New York Times published a front page picture of me touching a woman's face at a wedding and then kissing her on the cheek. That is not front page news. I've been making the same gesture in public all my life. I actually learned it from my mother and from my father. It is meant to convey warmth, mm, nothing more. Yeah. Indeed, there are hundreds, hundreds, if not thousands of photos of me using the exact same gesture. This isn't helping you. I do it with everyone. Yeah, I know. Black and white, photos. young and old, Photo montage, yeah. straight and LGBTQ, powerful people, friends, strangers, People so who I meet on the street. Strange. After the event, the woman told the press that she took offense at the gesture. And for that, I apologize. Can we stop this here for a second? I want Another to explain woman stated, what, uh, what we just saw here. If you happen to be viewing this on, uh, on YouTube, you saw it. If you are listening on podcasts, you, you couldn't see it. But He's trying to push back against one of the accusations. We'll go into detail on this accusation later on. But as the woman, you may remember the photo, she was pissed off that he basically just grabbed her face and came in for a kiss. And he found she found it to be inappropriate. And his defense here is a bunch of photos of him doing somewhat similar things. Some of the photos don't even show what he's talking about. Some of them do where he's, you know, holding the face of uh, another person and kissing them on the cheek. Uh, it's hard to describe how disingenuous this is. First of all, just because you do it to everyone does not make it better. You know, Jeffrey Dahmer wanted to kill everybody. That doesn't make the, the murders he actually committed any better for, uh, for, for the people who had to deal with them. Just because you are spreading it around doesn't make it any better. But you can kind of see what he's trying to do here, right? Like, I do this all the time. No one's ever called me out on it before. Uh, maybe it did make some people uncomfortable. What's the big deal? He's leaving out a key piece of context here. And if you happen to be the person, I, I, I'm part Italian. 
The, the other part wins when it comes to the touchy-feely stuff. Like, I'm not particularly touchy-feely. Uh, however, I had relatives who would, were really Italian, and they come, yeah, they could get in there, they'd give you a kiss on the cheek. They let, it's usually the family members, not just randos, that they're meeting for the first time. But the context here is important. The woman who was complaining about that said that when he came in first, he put his hand on her bare back. She was wearing a bare back uh, outfit of some sort. He put his hand on her bare back. And just that is a little bit, I don't know, a little bit uh, advanced maybe for someone you're just meeting. And he left it there for an uncomfortable amount of time to the extent that she physically removed the hand. Now, think about any interaction you've ever had with, again, a woman you've never met before. To go up and touch her on her bare back near her butt and keep your hand there and then her to grab your hand and remove it. Remember, this is a woman at a party removing the governor's hand from her back. After he does that to her, after she removes his hand, he then grabs onto her and comes in for a kiss. That is... totally over the line and not how normal people act but to give you some idea of what he's doing here it's also the least of the accusations in the report he's picking the most defensible one lying about it and still looking like an ass that's andrew cuomo that's what he does here i can't even believe he's attempting this nonsense Let me let me move on here because we're going to run out of time before I can even get to this report. We'll come back to some of these other clips from Cuomo here in a minute. Let me go to the statements because I'm I'm getting I'm just getting too pissed off. <clears throat> let me give you what actually happened. He went on with defense. Maybe we'll get to more of his defense later on in the program because it's really pathetic. We could do the whole show honestly just on the clips from his defense, and maybe we should. But. The, the important thing is what happens after this. Uh, there is a, a process we've outlined here on the show as this thing has sort of unrolled in front of our eyes. And you have to remember that a, a powerful Democrat doesn't just step down. A powerful Democrat can, can, can easily skate through a controversy like this in a lot of different circumstances. You've seen it happen over and over again. Need I remind you that the governor of Virginia is on on photograph, uh, on film uh, in blackface, and he's still in office. You know, you can get through a lot if you happen to be on the left, but it has to escalate from place to place. And the process we've outlined from the beginning was not complete until at least today. It starts off, of course, with Republicans. Republicans get pissed off about something. They want you out of office. Then it escalates to local Democrats. It's hard to get local Democrats who are under the arm, under the thumb, under his eye, if you watch Handmaid's Tale, uh, under his eye, to get them to turn on him. They did that before. Then you needed to have the the representatives of the state, um, people like the senators of the state, people like the congressmen of the state, coming out and saying, I want this guy out. After that, all that kind of happened beforehand. After that, it stopped. And there's two, process, there's two pieces of this left. The big-name national out-of-town Democrats, and, of course, the president of the United States, in this case, is a Democrat. Those two, those two boxes were not checked. Let me go through some of the people who made statements here. First, Bill de Blasio. Bill de Blasio hates Andrew Cuomo. Bill de Blasio should love Andrew Cuomo because he's the only person on Earth who makes him look good. 
But he says, my first thoughts are with the woman who are subject to this aberrant behavior and their bravery in stepping forward to share their stories. The attorney general's detailed and thorough report substantiates many disturbing instances of severe misconduct. Andrew Cuomo committed sexual assault and sexual harassment and intimidated a whistleblower. It is disqualifying. It is beyond clear that Andrew Cuomo is not fit to hold office and can no longer serve as governor. He must resign. And if he continues to resist and attack the investigators who did their job, he should be impeached immediately. Look, Bill de Blasio is one of the worst public servants, quote unquote, uh, in our politics. But he's completely right here. Eric Adams is the man who's coming in to replace him. The new mayor, uh, incoming mayor of New York, um, and that's assuming, of course, he wins the election, but he's the Democratic nominee and the heavy favorite. He says Attorney General James conducted a thorough and revealing investigation that yielded disturbing conclusions about the conduct of Governor Cuomo. It is now the duty of the New York State Assembly to take swift and appropriate action and move forward with impeachment proceedings if the governor will not resign. Chuck Schumer and Kirsten Gillibrand have come out before and said he should resign. They issued another statement. They said, as we said before, the reported actions of the governor were profoundly disturbing, inappropriate, and completely unacceptable. Today's report from the New York State Attorney General substantiated and corroborated the allegations of the brave women who came forward to share their stories, and we commend the women for doing so. The New York State Attorney General has conducted an independent, thorough, and professional investigation that found the governor violated state federal law and had a pattern of sexually harassing current and former employees, retaliated against at least one of the accusers, and created a hostile work environment. No elected official is above the law. The people of, the, of New York deserve better leadership in the governor's office. We continue to believe that the governor should resign. This is one name you might not know, but it's, it was an important one and a holdout from earlier uh, episodes of the Andrew Cuomo must resign uh, parade. Uh, Carl Heasty, he said, after our conference this afternoon to discuss the attorney general's report concerning sexual harassment allegations against Governor Cuomo, it is abundantly clear to me that the governor has lost the confidence of the assembly uh, Democratic majority and he can no longer remain in office. Once we receive all relevant documents and re uh, evidence from the attorney general, we will move expeditiously and look to include our impeachment investigation as quickly as possible. Um, that leaves you basically with prominent Democrats and the president of the United States. What are they going to say? First off, Nancy Pelosi. She releases a statement. Nancy Pelosi issued this statement after the conclusion of the investigation by the New York Attorney General into the allegations of sexual harassment by Governor Andrew Cuomo. Under Attorney General Letitia James, a comprehensive and independent investigation into the allegations against Andrew Cuomo have been completed. As always, I commend the women who came forward to speak their truth, recognizing his love of New York and the respect for the office he holds. I call upon the governor to resign. And finally, we have the president of the United States. He's had his own little problems being handsy over the years, hasn't he? He was finally asked about this. Now, when he was asked about it before, he said, we have to wait for this report to come out so we know what happened. Well, the report has come out and they followed up. They asked uh, President Biden what he thought about the scandal. Back in March, you said that if the investigation confirmed the allegations against Governor Cuomo, then he should resign. So will you now call on him to resign, given the investigator said the 11 women were credible? I stand by that statement. Are you now calling on him to resign? Yes. And if he doesn't resign, do you believe he should be impeached and removed from office? Let's take one thing at a time here. I think he should resign. I understand that the 
state legislature may decide to impeach. I don't know that for a fact. I've not read all that data. And he's using a photo of you embracing him in his self-defense to say that these are commonplace kind of embraces that he made and the allegations against him. Do you condone that? Look, I'm not going to flyspeck this. I'm sure there are some embraces that were totally innocent. But apparently the attorney general decided there were things that weren't. There you go. There's really only one man now who can comment on this particular scandal, who can kind of address what should happen next. How much tolerance should we have for this type of behavior? Let me give you that comment. This is from a, a person who really has an interesting position in this entire scandal. His name is Andrew Cuomo. Here's what he tweeted in 2013. There should be a zero tolerance policy when it comes to sexual harassment. And we must send a clear message that this behavior is not tolerated. Time to send that message, everybody. What a day. Do you feel like a great you know, snack here and there throughout the day? And you're worried about, you pick up a chocolate bar, you're picking up some, uh, some you know, snack cake. It's not good for you, you know that, but you just want to shovel food in down your throat and you want it to taste delicious and you don't care. You don't care about the consequences. If we cared about consequences, we wouldn't look like we do. That's but where Built Bar comes in, though. Built Bar has a bunch of great flavors, nine of them that they have all the time. Coconut, coconut basically tastes like a Mounds Bar. If you like a Mounds Bar, you get, uh, you get that from Built Bar. They got mint brown, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, cookies and cream, so many more. And they have all these great flavors they release for a short time, so you can kind of try out new stuff. They're always experimenting with cool things. Plus, you can even get the mix box of nine different flavors uh, from Built.com. Built Bars have 18 grams of protein, uh, up to, uh, I think, only like four or five net carbs. 180 calories. I mean, these are you know, low-calorie, low-carb, high-fiber. They got all the stuff you need in them but they taste great. Built.com is the place to go. The promo code is Stu15. Stu15 for 15% off your first order. Use the promo code Stu15 for 15% off at Built.com. We're going to do our best to get through as much of this as we can. But by the way, have I mentioned this yet today? Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot com. (laughs) Do I need to even make a case on that today? Well, maybe I will. Okay, so let me tell you about some of the specifics here of the allegations. Big report. We went through it all today. There's tons of stuff in here. We're never going to get through all of it. But let me try to give you some highlights here. The worst of the accusations probably was Executive Assistant 1, not named in the report. Executive Assistant 1 testified that she felt that the governor would look her up and down on a regular basis. She testified that the governor uh, commented on her appearance and clothing telling her that she looked good for her age and being a mother. Of course, she's in her early 30s, so I don't, I mean, it's about time you showed some leg, was another quote from Andrew Cuomo. Um, And when she, that was when she wore a dress. She complained um, she didn't like her hair. A lot of this sort of stuff happening. The governor uh, denied making those statements, but did blame her for being flirtatious in his defense. Um, Executive Assistant One commented that uh, at one point she was in the executive mansion. Uh, working, by the way, uh, and she said it was warm in the room. The governor suggested in response that the that she take off her hoodie. Um, she underneath the hoodie, she was wearing a light tank top. 
the woman said, uh, I'm not going to take off the hoodie because it would be inappropriate. The governor's response to that was that she should take off the hoodie. Okay. By the way, uh, another person was there and corroborated that incident. The governor, uh, the governor and his comments became increasingly suggestive. The governor said to her executive assistant, one, something to the effect of, if you were single, the things I would do to you. However, this wasn't just words. It escalated into physical contact. Uh, Executive Assistant One testified that the governor touched her on several occasions, um, including uh, while they were taking photographs. This was a big go-to thing for Cuomo. He kept saying, he kept like taking photos, putting the arm around the woman, and then kind of dropping the hand a little bit behind the scenes and doing some stuff underneath that you're not supposed to know about, Uh, including intentional touching of private parts, including the butt and the breast. Uh, Executive Assistant One, continued to provide assistance to the governor, um, and the governor began requesting hugs almost every time before she left the mansion. Over time, hugs felt closer and tighter. She said, quote, I knew I could feel him pushing my body against him and definitely making sure that he could feel my breasts up against his body. Um, The governor then hugged her. He sometimes kissed her. Most of the kisses were on the cheek, but at least one occasion in early 2020, the governor quickly turned his head and kissed her on the lips. On another occasion, during another hug, the governor began to rub his hands on executive one, uh, executive, executive assistant one's lower back and said something like, does that feel good? Sort of escalating over time. By the way, this is the picture of all of these things. A long process of grooming and growing closer and taking crossing boundaries and moving boundaries with each one of these women. The inappropriate interactions with the governor left executive assistant one so nervous that they sometimes left with hives on her neck. And I read that and I was like, really? I mean, like, I don't know. Do you really have a physical reaction like that to being nervous? It's interesting, though. She says that this usually uh, is something that she experienced when she's stressed or nervous. The governor also recalled seeing the, the executive assistant with blotches on her neck, which he, which he believed were caused by her nervousness, nervousness at taking dictation from him. Taking dictation, that's his, his word. Governor Cuomo stood next to executive assistant one on her left as she took a selfie with her right hand. There was a long series of selfies and back and forth here. Um, But as executive assistant one held up the camera, the governor moved his hand to grab her butt cheek and began to rub it. The rubbing lasted at least five seconds. Now, I want you to mentally think about how long of a period that is. You're taking a photo with someone and you're rubbing her butt for five seconds. Let me give you five seconds to really think about this. Ready? Here we go. Ready and go. That was five seconds. That's a it's a long, creepy, good time for the governor, isn't it? Executive assistant one uh, was uh, shaking after her interaction with these selfies after she was groped. I mean, straight out groped. Um, His defense on this one was he doesn't like to take selfies. So this couldn't have happened. Of course, they actually produced the third in the series of selfies where they were uh, sitting down a little bit later on. This, of course, continued to escalate with this particular woman and got to probably the worst single moment in all of this 167 some odd pages. We'll give you that in just a minute.
So we last left the story was the butt groping during this selfie. Cuomo's defense on that is, I don't even like to take selfies. Of course, there was a selfie that they had that was taken together. Also, the investigators found that to be very strange as they learned during their interviews that Cuomo had taken at least two other women into the executive chamber on separate occasions and took selfies with them and instructed each woman to send the selfie to a different woman in the executive chamber. He was making another woman jealous and said she could only share it with this one other person. There's a long story that goes through that. It actually is pretty creepy, but it doesn't approach what happens next. Executive Assistant 1 finished her assignment and prepared to leave the governor's personal office on the second floor of the mansion and return to the Capitol. The governor pulled Executive Assistant 1 in for a close hug. Executive Assistant 1 was conscious that the door to the governor's office facing out into the hallway on the second floor was open at the time. Executive Assistant 1 stepped away from the governor and said, you're going to get us in trouble. She's trying to get herself out of this situation. To which the governor replied, I don't care, and slammed the door shut. Executive Assistant 1 testified that the governor's demeanor at the time wasn't like, ha ha, it was like, I don't care. It was like in this moment he was sexually driven. I could tell the way he said it. I could tell. And there's some evidence to back this up. The governor then returned to, uh, executive, to, to Executive Assistant 1 and slid his hand up her blouse and grabbed her breast, cupping her breast over her bra. This is how she described it. I mean, it was, he was like cupping my breast. He cupped my breast. I have to tell you, it was, at the moment, I was in such shock that I could just tell you that I remember looking down and seeing his hand, seeing the top of my bra. And I remember it was like a little, even the cup, the kind of bra that I had, to the point where I could tell you it didn't really fit me properly. It was a little loose. I remember seeing exactly that. The detail here is really, really extensive. It goes on and on and on and on. Governor Cuomo, of course, denies this. He says, well, there was people in the white in the mansion. Why would I do something like that? Of course, as the investigation clearly states, uh, the, the location they were was not visible to anyone else. So there was no one who was going to see them up there. And of course, that is a big part of the problem. Executive Assistant One had hesitance to report the governor's conduct, was also informed by her uh, observation of the executive chamber's reactions to other women's allegations against the governor. In mid to late December 2020, Executive Assistant One personally witnessed what she felt were the executive chamber's efforts to discredit the allegations of Ms. Boylan, another one of the accusers, um, against the governor, including by repeatedly describing Ms. Boylan as crazy and trying to get Ms. Boylan's personnel files to the press. Um, it's pretty, it goes on, you know, to extensive uh, levels uh, that we're not going to, some of this we really can't go into uh, on the show. I will say that uh, another big part of this is why this particular woman with the most serious allegations of sexual assault uh, came forward. And she said she was planning on taking this to the grave. She said, quote, I was going to take this to the grave. There were conversations uh, about Charlotte, another one of the accusers, that could people believe her? Could they believe this other accuser? Did she have any ulterior motives? I couldn't be part of those conversations anymore because what she was saying was the truth. Those things did happen to me as well. And this is something very uh, standard with a person like Cuomo. He thinks he can talk his way out of everything. He went on television and over and over again said he did nothing wrong. He didn't touch women like this. And because he said it so often, the women he did touch came out and got pissed about it. 
and they they made sure that their voice was heard. There's two two uh, you know, again. There's eleven accusations here. There's multiple parts of all of them. She hits though on one of the bigger parts of this here. Not only do we have the sexual ha- uh, assault and the sexual harassment, which even if you might think some of the comments and stuff that are in this report aren't as offensive as uh, as some people do, you have to remember that Cuomo changed the law to make sure the things he was doing were illegal. So it doesn't really matter what we might think about it. And of course, some of the things like the incident we just talked about go way over the line. The other one that goes over the line is what he did with Lindsay Boylan and taking her personnel uh, files, her private files, and leaking them to tons of reporters. They list them all in here. There's at least seven or eight of them. Reporters to try to get them to write stories negatively about her. They didn't do any of this until she came forward with her allegations. It's a massive problem for Cuomo because it's blatantly illegal to do these types of things. In fact, some of the reporters were so disturbed by what Cuomo was doing, they specifically asked the, uh, the administration not to send the private files of one of these accusers, and they did it anyway. They wanted, to, they wanted to demean the accusers so badly, they actually went against the will of the reporters and sent, tried to send them salacious material anyway. This is, so there's the, there's the sexual uh, aspect of this, there's the power aspect of this, there's of course the general douchiness of Cuomo, which is all over this report, you almost don't want to touch it. But there's also just the legality of it. He broke the law, his administration broke the law, his aides broke the law over and over and over again in service of Andrew Cuomo. We have more in a second. Did you ever read in the fine print that appears, um, you know, when you start up uh, a window in like incognito mode, it says that your activity may still be visible to your employer, your school, your internet service provider, pretty much everybody, honestly. How can they even call it incognito when you're doing that? It's a good question. Uh, if you want to stop people from seeing the sites you visit and seeing your private information, you need to use ExpressVPN. I love ExpressVPN. I love these guys. Why? Because they've stepped up and they said, you know what? We're going to create a way for people to use the internet as it was intended. As, as something that was you know, where people can't just spy on you with everything that you do. And I will tell you, I, as a, as a, uh, as a tech uh, connoisseur, I don't, don't really know what I'm doing. Like, I'm the type of person that needs to call people and say, can you help me do this? I don't know what the hell I'm doing on this stuff. That's why ExpressVPN is great. I love it because it's easy. Protect yourself at expressvpn.com. We're talking about like a one button press. And basically, it takes you to through the ExpressVPN uh, site and allows you to interact with the internet the way it was intended without all the privacy concerns because they're protecting you. Uh, you get three extra months free if you go to expressvpn.com slash stew, expressvpn.com slash stew, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash stew. Check it out. I want to tell you one other detail, well, two other details. First of all, I found this in one of the, the footnotes and no one else is going to tell you this from this report, but this was really disturbing to me. It's a footnote number 166, in which it describes that the executive chamber of New York State was still using Blackberries in late 2019. 
What the? It says Cuomo's still using it. A BlackBerry? What, what year is this? That's totally different. Um, I want to tell you about the executive assistant one. One more detail on this, because I think this is important. There's two other executive assistants that are shown here, number two and number three. And executive assistant one tells two and three about this story. Notably, does not go to the press. Notably, does not even report it to her superiors. Just tells her friends by the way, this happened to me. I haven't told anybody, um, although there's some references that she did describe this earlier. But she tells her two friends. It doesn't go to the media in the middle of all this. Doesn't try to ruin Andrew Cuomo. Tells her two friends who are two friends who are familiar with the employee handbook and know how these things work. Decide we are actually obligated to tell somebody about this. So this th- this information doesn't come from the woman uh, initially, it comes from her friends who go uh, and, and, and run this up the chain. Um, they they uh, explain that the governor had touched executive assistant one many times, had kissed her forcibly, had put his hand up her shirt. The two women also mistakenly reported that the governor had pushed executive assistant one up against a wall. And I think this part is important, too. Executive assistant one had not said that. And she denies that that occurred. So she's not trying to make this. She's not trying to inflate this incident. When the initial accusation was he pushed me up against the wall from her friends, she said, actually, no, he didn't push me up against a wall. He just slammed the door. Um, they, they brought it up the chain. Her friends, they had to come and ask this woman about it in which she told the truth about the incident. Of course, in the very shady way that this administration operates, instead of this being handled like uh, in a, some professional way that you'd expect, it was the next day leaked to the press. March 9th, the Times Union uh, published an article describing the allegations of an anonymous current aide in the executive chamber. Uh, executive Assistant One testified that she had not communicated with the press in advance of the article, and she had been shocked about the publication of the article. This is the assessment from the Attorney General. We found Executive Assistant One to be credible in both demeanor and in the substance of her allegations. The experiences she had with the governor were difficult for her to recount, but she did so with care and seriousness. She testified about what she could recall with specificity, and she credibly noted things that she did not recall. She did not overstate or seek to exaggerate the allegations, but simply recounted the incidents she remembered. Governor Cuomo denied a number of executive assistant one's allegations, but we found that his denials lacked persuasiveness, were devoid of detail and were inconsistent with many witnesses observations of his behavior toward this executive assistant and other women in the executive chamber. It's 167 pages of this. I wish we had more time to go into more of it, including the police officer who was assigned to protect Andrew Cuomo and that he was touching inappropriately, who also did not just come forward to the press or anything else, didn't want to tell the story, and wound up telling it eventually to this commission. Andrew Cuomo is awful.com. One more detail you're probably going to remember. Remember the initial accusation that Governor Cuomo was on a private jet with Lindsey Boylan and said, hey, let's play strip poker. And it was kind of one of the odd comments he made. Complete denials from Andrew Cuomo. In fact, they released a statement with multiple signatories that said we were each on these October flights and this conversation did not happen, period. But during our investigation, one of the individuals who joined the statement 
testified that he, in fact, did recall the government making a comment about strip poker on the plane. How unbelievable is this? Oh, this guy, this freaking guy. Let me tell you about this. Andrew Cuomo is awful.com. Thank you so much for buying these because I know for a fact they piss him off. We will see you tomorrow.